Welcome to the Dr. Lori Morris podcast, where she interviews experts in health and science, sharing their expertise so you can live your healthiest life. This episode of the podcast is proudly sponsored by Fit Vegan Coaching, the world's leading whole food plant-based body recomposition program for Gen X and baby boomers. Founded by Maxime, whose personal journey began after losing his ex-fiance to breast cancer, Fit Vegan Coaching is on a mission to disease-proof the world through the transformative power of plant-based eating and fitness. This program is the Rolls Royce of plant-based coaching, offering all-inclusive services, personalized plans, world-class accountability, lifelong support, and more. Say goodbye to the yo-yo dieting and embrace a lasting transformation that will rev up your metabolism even post-transformation. Ready to take charge of your health and vitality? Head over to fitvegan.ca, that's fitvegan.ca, and mention Dr. Lori for exclusive bonus savings when you sign up. Don't miss this opportunity to join the movement towards a healthier, fitter, and more vibrant you. Are you tired of compromising between convenience and healthy eating? Look no further. Introducing Whole Harvest, your ultimate solution for wholesome plant-based meals. Whole Harvest is redefining the way you eat. Their meals are not only delicious, but also 100% whole food plant-based without any compromise. Whole Harvest takes pride in their approach. There's no oils, no added sugars, and low sodium. Plus, they have SOS free menu items available. I recommend Whole Harvest to my patients. They need convenient and compliant meals that can be delivered to their home. At Whole Harvest, you can reimagine your favorite dishes with a plant-based flair and enjoy menu items like the All-American Burger. Harvest lasagna and soba kimchi bowl. Whole harvest meals are chef crafted and made with high quality ingredients delivered straight to your door. And guess what? They ship nationwide so you can enjoy whole food, plant based meals no matter where you are. And here's an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. Use the discount code PLANTS30 to receive $30 off your first order. Visit wholeharvest.com and place your order today. Again, that's wholeharvest.com. Your journey to delicious whole food plant-based eating starts here. This episode of the podcast is proudly sponsored by The Healing Kitchen, your path to vibrant health. Immerse yourself in the transformative program guided by the combined expertise of myself, Dr. Lori Marbus, and Chef Brittany Giroudi, who has lost 70 pounds on a whole food plant-based diet. Here's what's in store for you. Virtual weekly sessions. Engage in an immersive 60-minute virtual session every single week where you'll delve into the world of wholesome plant-based goodness right from your own kitchen. Cooking with Brittany the first half hour. Unleash your inner chef as you're captivated by Chef Brittany Giroudi's culinary mastery that will delight your taste buds and nourish your body. Medical Q&A with Dr. Lori, the last half hour. Prioritize your well-being during the second half hour. I will personally address your medical inquiries, providing evidence-based insights and personalized advice, empowering you to make informed choices for your health. So join us on The Healing Kitchen to help you step into a healthier and most vibrant future. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and today I'm super excited to welcome Greg Roseboom. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. 
Well, thank you for joining us. So you are the founder of a really yummy restaurant that I got to experience myself in Washington, D.C. And I know you had another location in Virginia, but we'll get to that in a minute. But um, first of all, you're an entrepreneur and you have a really interesting background and in how you got to the restaurant when we were talking initially in person. But I'd love to if you could share with people your story, how you went to a plant-based diet. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, thank you. So when I uh, first had the idea to start Fruitive, I wasn't plant-based. My brother was uh, vegan. And uh, and so I asked my brother if he wanted to help me uh, start a restaurant that was a healthy restaurant. And my brother said, yeah, if we're going to do a healthy restaurant, it has to be vegan. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah, that sounds good. Why not? And uh um, and so after it wasn't until after I started Fruitive that I started doing more research and, uh, started realizing, um, the health benefits of, of eating mostly plant-based at the time. And it really took many years. It wasn't until I turned uh, 40, about five and a half years ago that I finally made the decision to go a hundred percent. And so now for the last, uh, over five years now, it's I've been 100% plant-based. And I would like to tell a little bit more of that story later and the uh, impact it had on my health. Uh, yeah, I'm ha I, honestly, I would love to hear it now since we're kind of already okay. here. I'd love to hear what <laughs> yeah. happened with your health because I think that's why a lot of people do it. You just kind of went in the back door, I think, <laughs> started a plant-based yeah. restaurant and then went plant-based. <laughs> exactly. So- I, the reason I wanted to, to have a little bit more time is because I want to go all the way back to when I was young. Mm. Um, my parents, you know, raised us with a pretty uh, uh, kind of traditional American, but also my mom is from Peru and mm. she didn't come to the United States until she was 20. So it was kind of like this, you know, American food uh, from my dad's side, but then my mom is, is making a lot of, you know, a lot of rice and beans and, and other dishes that uh, did have uh, fruits and vegetables. And, and my dad, I, I still remember being so irritated in the evenings because whenever the evening came around and us kids would say, we're hungry, my dad would say, okay, you can only have fruits and vegetables if you're hungry. Uh, and it was just his thing. Like at night times, he didn't want us to snack on chips and other things. It was like, you can have fruits and vegetables. And we're like, oh, dad, no. Well, my my parents were always trying to get us to eat our salads. They, they were never uh, like fully 100% plant-based, but definitely trying to get us to eat healthier foods. Mm. And so this phrase, like eat your fruits and vegetables, was definitely a phrase that I grew up with. And I grew up hearing, but I, like many uh, you know, young people and teenagers, it wasn't like the phrase that I liked very much. <laughs> um, and so- let's skip all the way to when I had the idea to start a healthy restaurant and my brother was vegan. I thought, eat your fruits and vegetables. Like that's to me, that's what healthy is, is yeah. eating fruits and vegetables, having, you know, your faith, your plate full of, you know, rice and beans and, uh, and, uh, with, um, greens and, and some veggies on top. So, we uh now let me go back to when i was a kid again when i was around 13 years old i started getting headaches 
Sure. And we went to the pediatrician and I still remember the pediatrician saying something about how I would get headaches kind of on cycles. And I don't remember the details about it. I just, I would, I would get headaches like pretty regularly, um, almost like in a cyclical pattern. Okay. And as I got older, they turned into, and I don't understand the details of it, but they turned into migraines and pretty severe migraines. So by the time I was in college, uh, I was getting a lot of migraines. And at that time I was trying to eat food as cheaply as I could um, right. during my college uh, days. And I had just gone to like a really small, it was not even an accredited college. It was more just like a, a really tiny little um, college to learn some trade skills. And, uh, and I, uh, I was getting migraines a lot then. Mm -hmm. So by the time I met my wife, Katie, she, uh, she said, we want, I want to help you figure out your migraines. So she started a food journal where she tracked everything that I ate and she started making some connections. So she found like, man, when you eat any fast food, you're getting a migraine, uh, you're getting sick. And so she wrote that down. So we started cutting out any fast food. And then she started seeing, man, when you eat uh, really greasy foods, you're getting, a, you're ending up with a headache um, and then really processed foods. So she started helping, you know, in our early marriage, just started helping cut out a lot of the uh, junk foods that I was eating, fast foods that I was eating. And that lowered the amount of headaches and migraines I was getting. I still continued to get the migraines. Uh, it was fewer and far between as I was, you know, eating less of the junk food. Mm -hmm. But even after I started Fruitive, uh, I was continuing, I was eating mostly plant-based, but I was still not fully plant-based and I was still getting the migraines. Well, when I turned 40, I thought, okay, this is just a good round number. <laughs> <laughs> and so why don't I go all the way? I'm just going to cut all out. Uh, and actually, before I turned 40, I had decided to go vegetarian. Mm. So I said, okay, I'm 40 now. Let me cut out uh, cheese and dairy and everything. I'm going to go fully plant-based. Obviously, I knew what it was, what plant-based was because I'd been running a plant-based restaurant for five years by then. Right. And so I'm like, okay, here I go. This is, I'm all in now. And I went fully plant-based and a month went by and it felt good. Two months went by and I felt good. And I hadn't had a migraine in like two months. And then another month goes by and I'm like, Katie, like I haven't had a migraine in like three months, six months go by and I still hadn't had a migraine. And a year goes by, and I think by a year, there was something, I was maybe on an all-day all flight, I didn't eat well, I drank some coffee, and I ended up with a migraine. Mm -hmm. But I knew, like, okay, I can look at these specific things I did that were maybe not food-related that triggered that migraine. Sure. And, uh, but it was so stark. It was so, it was like such a clear difference between before I turned 40 and after I went 40, and even being vegetarian, I was still getting the migraines just as much. So what was shocking to me was I could be 80, 90% plant-based, and it, and I was still getting those headaches. 
And when I went hundred percent plant-based and really made that decision, I don't know. I've seen a little bit of research on it. So I don't know if it was purely psychological, no. if there was something to it. What, what do you think? It's most likely the dairy. Um, I have taken care of thousands of plant-based folks and um, I'd say across the board, dairy is the initiator for a lot of headaches and migraines for a lot of people. So wow. um, it's, it's quite remarkable. And dairy sneaks into so many things, even processed mm -hmm. foods. And of course, if you're still vegetarian, you're still consuming dairy many times. Yeah. And, and uh, cheese by far is the worst food probably health-wise for you on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, cheese and eggs. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's no surprise. My youngest, my youngest is a uh, 20, almost 25 now, but when he was 13, when we went plant-based, he had, in his younger years, he had had these random attacks of this really severe GI issues and um, hmm. just out of the blue. And when we, when I went plant-based overnight, I brought it home to my husband and my three teenagers at the time. And that was like 12 years ago. And uh, <laughs> um, the you know, the family's like, okay, but when Gabe would go somewhere and eat dairy, he got sick. And so then he put that correlation together. So he was like, man, no dairy for me. So it was really funny to see how my kids also went plant-based, but I know you have um, your wife and your family. Did they also go fully plant-based at this time? Yeah. So what was fun is everybody watched. Cause so I, my birthday is May, uh, early May. So when I turned 40, I went fully plant-based and Katie was making separate meals somewhat. And sometimes mm -hmm. she would just make plant-based meals for everybody because it was easy, but then she was kind of making meals for her and the kids and then making a plant-based meal for me. And, uh, but everybody got to witness, you know, how much healthier I was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then we started getting close to Thanksgiving and Katie said to the kids, she, oh, no, I know what it was. Okay, so I'm sorry, I'm getting my dates off a little bit. But um, so they watched me be plant-based May, June, and July uh, and August. And so sometime in August, probably around this time when school was starting back up, she said to the kids, uh, what if we all go plant-based and we'll do it for three months? We'll do a three-month trial and we'll end the trial on Thanksgiving. And we'll have we, we're going to be with relatives, with our grandparents. We'll have the traditional. Uh, um, we'll plan on having that traditional uh, Thanksgiving meal. And so for three months leading up to Thanksgiving, we're going to all eat plant based. And all the kids were like, "Yeah, Dad's doing well on it. Um, let's do it." So <laughs> we everybody's plant based for three months, and Thanksgiving rolls around, and. Uh, and Katie, you know, and her, her family relatives are there and we have the, the turkey in the middle of the table and I didn't touch it. And I think maybe uh, one or two of the kids decided they didn't want any, um, but everyone else had turkey. And, uh, and then the, the next morning there was leftovers in the fridge and nobody ate the leftovers and a week went by and the leftovers were still in the fridge and nobody had touched it. And we talked about it as a family and we're like, what's going on? Like, and everybody was like, we don't want it anymore. Like, we feel good being plant-based. Like, we don't, we're not hungry for the turkey. And so I don't know if it got thrown away, if it was, was wasted out. I don't remember. I just remember that 
excitement that I felt as a father, knowing how much healthier I was feeling, and then just seeing my family mm. go through the three months trial and then say, wow, like we all feel healthy. We don't want the meat anymore. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's been five years. Um, and I have a big family. I have five kids and wow. their ages uh, nine to 19. Um, two of them are super strict uh, like me. They won't they won't touch it. Uh, my nine year old, he will ask at a restaurant. He'll ask amongst friends. He'll be like, is this vegan? And if it's not, it doesn't matter if everybody else in the room is eating it. He won't touch it. Um, and then my other three kids, sometimes when they're with relatives or friends, they they uh, they'll partake uh, of something that's not plant based. But it's funny because a lot of times they'll end up with a stomach ache and they'll be like, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> so it's funny how the body reinforces exactly what they should be doing now, which is great because then they can just intuitively eat and not have to worry about it. But mm-hmm. I love that because you set the foundation for their health for generations. Um, Mm -hmm. I was speaking to a cardiologist this summer in Texas, and he actually told me the youngest age he had done a stint in a a cardiac stint in the heart arteries uh, was a 22-year-old in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, obviously that didn't happen overnight. This happened in childhood. So what we're doing as parents makes such a huge, huge difference. you know, positive thing in there, laying down the foundation for their, for their life. But yeah, I know it's funny because I only have the three kiddos, but you know, Emily, she went, she's a doctor now, but she actually went plant-based more for climate change. So it was interesting to see her mm-hmm. mindset and to provide that, you know, counseling for patients. But the middle one, he's just like, it's just healthy thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And the the little one, the youngest one is total ethical vegan. Like he's the thought of hurting an animal just, just kills him. Right. So it's really interesting how they, we all entered it one way, but then they all found their, what kept them, their value that latched it on and kept it in, in a good place. So fascinating. Um, but I'm curious, why did your brother go vegan? My brother went vegan, uh, I think because he met a girl that was ah, vegan. And girl. uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he he um it was ethical vegan at the time. Gotcha. And uh so he was it, and I I it's kind of funny that your kids all follow those because those are really the three kind of wings, aren't they? Of mm-hmm. of plant-based world. Uh, yeah. And it's fun because we talk about all these things as a family. Um, you know, what's nice. the environmental impact? Uh, what's it doing to to you know animal welfare and and our bodies? And so mm-hmm. I like to think of it as healthy, 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 healthy mm-hmm. for our bodies, healthy for the planet, healthy for the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. So. It's definitely three wins, but you know I was a really pushy parent, so I was forty one when I went plant based. And um, what was funny was I was determined that if you're going to make a decision, you're going to be fully educated to make this decision. So <laughs> I made them watch documentaries. We talked about patients. I showed them research. Um, and uh, my husband was really easy. He was like such a pushover. He's like, yeah, whatever. As long as you're cooking it, whatever. He'll eat anything. So that was great. Um, but it was really, it was really fun to see what the kids did over time. Cause we also did that outside of the home. You guys eat what you want, but inside the home, this is what we're eating. And, um, but it was really interesting because you mentioned Thanksgiving 
And it was a really interesting conversation we had internally as a family. You know, um, my husband was like, well, we should provide turkey and, you know, all the things for family. I was like, but for me, that's not showing love. I feel like that's providing food that makes people sick and promotes to say, I can't do it. I was like, I will feed them good tasting food, but it will be healthy. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Um, that's good. It was like, I just, I literally could not physically bring myself to to cook food that I know is not going to be well-received in there in, internally. But this gets back to Fruitive. Um, I'm curious. So can you give a little bit of your business background and then how you transitioned <laughs> to the restaurant business? Because I think that's a, a really interesting story too. Yeah. So I was raised in a home with an entrepreneurial uh, parents and uh, my dad started a business when I was a boy uh, in trucking and wastewater treatment. And so I grew up just kind of you know, my first memories of working were just like washing the floors at my dad's business and, and then painting tanks. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so just grew up in a home where, you know, hard work was celebrated and, and we got to see the fruit of, of our labor, um, with my dad's business. And so, um, so when I first got married, I had my own little construction company. And then from there, uh, ended up in, um, a manufacturing we were manufacturing uh at the time 2008 uh, 2009 2010 europe was passing laws uh to promote um biofuels mm -hmm. and uh to replace coal and and they were they were passing laws that were really trying to promote um you know innovation and more environmentally friendly uh you know uh, energy production. And so at that time, uh, wood pellets was one of the things on the list of biofuels that was accepted um, as, a, as an environmentally friendly option. And so I joined a small partnership and of, of other um, business people that were working on um, creating a, a wood pellet manufacturing facility in order to ship the product to, to Europe anyway. Um, the, uh, I did that for a couple years and then sold out of the partnership. And it was at the time I sold out of the partnership. It was a, that business was really stressful. It was difficult. It was, um, you know, there was a lot of tension between me and some of the other partners about what ethical business looks like. And, uh, and sometimes, and I think it is that case with a lot of these, uh, new innovative things. You you look back and you say, "Is this really good for the environment, or or not?" And so there was those questions that I had, like, "Okay, is this really what's best?" And so as I was going through that internal struggle, I started thinking more about like, "What can I do with my time that is really going to be have a positive, a truly positive impact?" Not something I'm not sure about, mm -hmm. like. <laughs> but what is something I can really be confident in that is really going to have a positive impact on my community and on the world? And even though I wasn't 100% plant-based, I still believed that eating your fruits and vegetables was healthy mm -hmm. and that eating at the time, mostly plant-based was, was healthy. And, and so it was that strong desire I had at that time in my life, my mid-30s, going from something I wasn't so sure about how positive the impact was uh, to 
me saying, I really want to pour my time and energy um, and business skills and acumen into something that I have a hundred percent confident is going to be a positive impact on, on the people around me. And, and that's why I decided to start a, a fully plant-based restaurant. Mm. And uh, when I was, I was trying to, I knew I wanted to be fully plant-based. And so I was trying to come up with a name of the business. And so I started searching for different combinations of the word fruits and vegetables. Mm. And I typed in fruits and veg, and I started looking at different uh, name combinations. And then I typed in fruit and then I put a space and I put VE and I clicked search and Google said at the top, did you mean fruitative? <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? And so I clicked on it and it, the first thing that popped up was the dictionary definition of fruitative. And it said fruitative, able to produce fruit or able to produce enjoyment. And I oh. thought, wow, that sounds like the perfect name. It's a combination <laughs> of these two words, fruit and vegetables, and uh, able to produce enjoyment. That's what I want to do. That's and awesome. uh, and so I looked to see if the .com was available. Somebody had owned the .com, but they were selling it. So I bought the .com for $999. And <laughs> that became the name of the vision that I had to start this fully plant-based restaurant that really celebrated fruits and vegetables with the desire that I wanted to have a positive impact on every single person that walked through the door. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so that was really, I'm, I look back at my history and even through some of the struggles I went through and some of those questions I asked about, is this really good or not? And how that led me to, to starting something that I really truly believe in. Mm, that's amazing. I love that how Google, <laughs> offered you up your name it's like here you go this is what you've been looking for <laughs> um that's 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 remarkable um then as far as your your current status so you have the one in dc i saw on your website that the one in virginia beach is temporarily closed what are your plans mm -hmm. moving forward and then we can get to your menu in seconds it's quite delicious <laughs> i have had yeah <laughs> so uh Pre-COVID, we had five locations and we were growing. We signed our, three weeks before COVID hit, we signed our first franchisee. Mm. And uh, the person who um, bought the franchise uh, back in February, 2020, uh, he's fully plant-based, was super excited about having a fully plant-based option in his city. And uh, he's he was my first one to sign the, the franchise agreement. And then we had actually a franchise discovery day where we had people come into DC. We did a whole huge presentation uh, on how to become a fruit of franchise owner. And uh, and so all this was happening just weeks before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then COVID hit, uh, of course, it was a shock to the entire restaurant industry, shock to every industry. Right. Uh, and we uh, had to lay off about 80% of our staff. Um, I'll never forget that day. It was March uh, 16, uh, 2020. Wow. And the city of DC pretty much told people to stay home. And we saw sales drop 90%. And it was just, I couldn't even afford to pay people that were going to come into work 
the following week. So we just had to like send an email out and contact everybody and let them know that unfortunately we're having to lay people off. Mm. So we, um, you know, I know it's been three and a half years since COVID, but still today, the offices in Washington, D.C., many of the people are skipping Mondays and Fridays. So we're mm. still three and a half years later, only seeing people come into the office a lot of times, half the time that they used to. And so in a location like where we are, um, that still has a very real effect on our business that we, um, you know, we used to make up a lot of our business used to make up office traffic being in a downtown location. And so still having people not back to work five days a week is a, has a direct impact on our business. So, uh, so, you know, we've shut down officially shut down and permanently shut down three of our five locations the person who signed the franchise backed out and that you know we have both agreed that that was the best for the best at that time and um and so uh being entrepreneurial i tend to look at things and say okay well yeah this is hard but what's the positive like what <laughs> you know what's the vision here mm -hmm. and so uh my vision is that we're still doing what we did we're doing on day one and that is we're serving people something that I truly believe is healthy for them. And we're promoting uh, a healthier uh, diet and, and for, for people. And so uh, my vision right now is that we are leaner and stronger. We're figuring out like, how do we grow even when we have less office people in town? So we're, we're looking at innovative solutions to the problems we have. How do we continue to um, meet these challenges and, and grow despite um, these challenges? And as we uh, as we become leaner with the way we do our practices and the way we buy things, and we've had to figure a lot of those um, you know solutions out through COVID. So what I'm excited about is as we get back to franchising in the future. Hopefully, my goal is 2025. Uh, my goal is that we've we'll be able to look back on the time of uh, the years that COVID really uh, hurt our business and be able to say, yes, that was a struggle, but we learned how to lower costs, how to be more efficient in the way we uh, uh, make our products, and uh, and in the end, I think it's going to be uh, better for the future of our brands. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic, and. You just come out of the adversity a much stronger business and probably take on the next challenge as there will always be challenges even better. So yeah, I'm always rooting for California over here in Southern Orange County. I think there'd be a great place here. Um, and uh, you know, that's really cool. I think the one thing that was interesting on as a consumer of, of a plant-based meals, when we lived in Colorado prior to during COVID, um, there was one restaurant that created um boxes of vegetables and fruits and other things and i literally bought that every other week or so <laughs> and it was uh, so helpful because they weren't making it for in traffic right so they took what they had and started and um i think there were so many times that people were doing that that they actually sold out pretty regularly and we were in a little town in colorado just outside of boulder um but yeah so that, that was really fun so um are you going to be opening up your next your Virginia location again, or is it going to remain closed? Yeah, 
we're planning on opening the Virginia Beach location back up. What we're going to do is we're going to do a complete menu refresh. Okay. And, uh, and then uh, we're actually sending our chef to, she um, is uh, fully, uh, she doesn't speak very much English. And so we're sending her, uh, her native language is his, um, Spanish, as is my mom's. And so my mom and our chef here in D.C. are flying to uh, Monterey, Mexico at the end of this month to go to a plant-based conference that's going to be in Spanish. Oh, so it's awesome. going to be a, a plant-based uh, physicians conference. Um, and we're super excited for our chef to go because we just want her to be inspired on how do we continue to be innovative and in making um, plant-based foods. And so our chef here in D.C. Uh, teams up with my wife, Katie, and they together um, are working on kind of going through the entire menu um, and kind of getting ready for our Virginia Beach location to open back up. Do you ever work with the Bernard Clinic and getting like prescription foods? Like has someone write a prescription for plant-based foods and take it over to you guys? And Yeah. So when we had one of our locations uh, was in DuPont Circle, which is, is just not too far south of where uh, the Bernard Clinic is. And so when we were loc with that location, we used to see them a lot more. Um, okay. uh, our current location that we have is uh, a little bit further away from their clinic. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, we don't see them as much as we did at that location. But Awesome. Because I, um, one other thing that was really helpful when we lived, I lived in another little town. I have this uh, California is my 10th state, so I moved all over the country. But oh, wow. uh, yeah, well, I was in Virginia. I was in the Air Force. So um, we're very familiar with Virginia Beach. Um, but the uh, what was interesting is we had a, in the hospital, we had write prescriptions for food as medicine and um, people could get a discount or meals from the cafeteria um, specific to what we were asking them um, to do or more plant-based options. So um, I, as a physician, would be tickled if I could write someone's like, hey, go to Fruitive and get these meals and man there you know so that i think that would be a fantastic way to help maybe drive um drive uh customers your way for sure but uh because all of your food is delicious can we talk about some of your most favorite menu items and because the smoothies were a savior um i had the wrap was also really good but what else what is your favorite You're muted. You're muted. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. No problem. It's been <laughs> it's been eleven and a half years since I started Fruitive, and mm. I've like helped create every single menu item. And so when you ask what my favorite is, it's like kind of asking for what my favorite child is. <laughs> <laughs> um, to a degree, a menu is definitely different than children, but there is that <laughs> aspect of like you know every menu item. Like I I. I remember yeah. helping create that. <laughs> it is funny though, when I say that, because there's certain menu items that I don't care for that much. Mm. Like I don't care for the taste as much, but they're a hit with customers. Yeah. And so it, it's a good lesson that uh, I don't have to like everything uh, on the menu and ha we can have customers that rave about it and think it's the best. Right. Uh, all that to say, uh, some of my favorites are uh, the... Uh, let me see. I'm pulling up our menu here so I can, um, like I said, there's a lot of things on the menu. So I got to decide which one I'm going to highlight. Yeah. Uh, 
one of my favorites is the Tuscan kale wrap. Mm. Uh, what I like about that is we do um, we do prep our kale. Uh, we massage it and get it so that it's um, edible. It's not that hard crispy ness. So we get the the kale massage so it's uh, edible, and we uh, we do the whole wheat tortilla, plant based, of course, um, and organic with kale, uh, sweet potatoes, quinoa, broccoli, chickpeas, uh, onions, and then we make our own basil pesto, and then we make our own hummus. Uh, we add a little bit of cayenne pepper to that, and that one is most of the time. If I'm not sure what to get, I'll get the Tuscan kale wrap. And it's funny when I work at the register, because if people are not sure what to get, I'll recommend the Tuscan kale wrap. And I was there a few days ago. And I think we had like, like out of like 15 orders and half of them got the Tuscan kale wrap. Cause I was like, Oh, if you're not sure what to get, get that one. And so, um, I do like that. And then, uh, let's see, I get the, we have the superberry bowls. And so when we when we first launched, I decided I wanted some acai bowls, but I tried acai bowls around the country and they were always so sweet mm. and they traditionally have honey on top. And I was like, okay, we're not doing honey right. uh, because that's not uh, plant-based. Um, and, and I don't want to add sugar. So we're not going to have the, you know, we're, it's not going to be super sweet. So I wanted to give it a different menu title. Mm. So that people didn't expect like, oh, this doesn't taste like a traditional acai bowl. So I call them super berry bowls instead. Mm. And uh, and our antioxidant berry bowl is actually our number one seller on the menu. Mm. Um, it's it makes up uh, a, you know, a really good percentage of our overall sales. Um, and uh, and so the antioxidant we make with oat milk, acai, blueberries, bananas, dates and that's all in the base and then on top we put our house-made uh plant-based um gluten-free granola uh banana blueberries strawberries and chia seeds mm. all right now i'm getting hungry that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> so um when i mentioned the word gluten-free i'm not gluten-free myself but it has it's interesting from a restaurant um being you know running a health-focused restaurant how many customers i thought it was just going to be a passing fad like mm. seven years ago mm -hmm. um but it it hasn't passed like <laughs> no we have a a lot of customers coming in and and getting those gluten-free options uh to the point where even though i'm not gluten-free myself and i from my research and i'm not sure what you think about it i haven't seen that it's necessary uh, but it is surprising to me the amount of people that are uh, looking for that gluten-free option. What are your thoughts on that issue? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm also not gluten-free. Um, and I have a lot of patients who are gluten-free that have no need to be gluten-free. Um, so it's hard to say why they hook onto that. Um, if anything, they're, at least they're not eating less of the junk food, some of the processed foods, because there's so much added gluten to so many of those things. But yeah, I agree with you. I thought it would also kind of lessen in the patients that I would see speaking to it. And uh, I was like, you know, maybe one in 130 people have celiac disease, maybe a little bit more than mm -hmm. that have like a gluten sensitivity that is not objectively yeah. being able to be measured. Um, but 
honestly, the majority of people who are gluten-free don't need to be gluten-free. And it's just unfortunate because then yeah. they're missing out on some very healthy, you know, plant-based foods um, and, you know, whole mm -hmm. grains and barley and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's it's smart decision, though, is from a standpoint of a restaurant, it makes a lot of sense because there's certainly a lot of folks who do it. And you can, you can make, obviously, very healthy foods, obviously, without gluten. Um, but uh, um, no, this is great. So could you tell us where your location is in DC for those who are in the area and would like to come by? And we'll also put that also in your, um, in the copy in the storyline below. Yeah, so we're just, uh, we're just a few uh, blocks east of the White House, uh, right off of New York Avenue um, and H Street. And we're not very far from the convention center. So we do a lot of our business does come from people that are coming to conventions in DC. And we love to see people traveling from all over the world, really, that are coming into DC too, and they're looking at for a healthy option. So we're we're located on in city center DC, uh, kind of in the corner off the corner of H and Eleventh Street, on Palmer Alley. And uh, yeah, we'd love to see anyone come by and and uh, try it. We have salads, wraps. Um, and liquid meals, that's what we call our smoothies, produce blends. Uh, one of the things that we used to have on the menu is juices. And one of the, one of the impacts actually that, because I read Dr. Gregor's, Dr. Gregor's books, uh, watched, I'm probably one of the few people that has watched almost every single one of the Nutrition Facts videos. Like mm -hmm. literally I've watched, I've gone through and watched I don't know how many it was, but hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> uh, and I've read, uh, you know, most of Dr. Bernard's books. I've read a lot of the plant-based books and it was through reading those that I realized um, that juicing really wasn't uh, maybe the best uh, mm -hmm. for people. So we actually, as a restaurant, we started off where in the very early days of Fruitive, a lot of people thought of us as a juice bar because we had the cold pressed juices and people were coming in for those, but it was actually reading the different books from plant-based doctors that caused me as the owner of Fruitive to say, wait a second, like, why are we making a product that they're not recommending necessarily? And they were recommending more smoothies. So that way you're not throwing out the fiber. Mm -hmm. Dr. Gregor, uh, he pointed out that it's not just the pulp or the fiber that you're throwing out. It's the, all the micronutrients that are attached to that fiber. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we, we decided we need to get rid of the juices uh, for the, for the most part, we still use a little bit as ingredients, but uh, we're now what we do is we have produce blends where we take the produce and we keep them, uh, you know, we freeze them. So they'll blend better. We'll freeze the produce and add it with a little bit of juice and that's what we call our produce blend category. And uh, and so that's been uh, popular for us, but we've completely gotten away from just strictly having um, the cold pressed juices. And I'm excited that, you know, we're serving our customers something that I believe is healthier for their bodies. And, you know, one of the statistics I saw was uh, that 97% of Americans are not getting uh, as much fiber as, the recommended daily fiber that they should be getting. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be a part of continuing that trend. Mm. Uh, 
by throwing out the fiber right uh when we when we make cold press juices and so i'm excited that now we're we're keeping that fiber in in our produce blends yeah what no, are your thoughts on that issue a hundred percent um and also you'll see because i get a lot of diabetic patients and who are trying to go plant-based and they think juicing is is healthy i'm like no 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 I mean, there is some qualities of juice, which obviously are better than like soda, right? But you will see mm -hmm. an increase in blood sugars and um, you're exactly right. You're removing the fiber and all the phytonutrients that are attached to those fiber mm -hmm. and out the door they go. Um, and so I'm like, listen, <laughs> and it's easier to drink too much calories in a juice um, mm -hmm. versus like a smoothie or a, a produce blend. Um, which I've had, I had your produce blends. It was the first thing I did. And I didn't know you were right across the street from the the hotel. And I was like, I was like, cause breakfast was on our own. And I was like, I was desperate. I was like, where's smoothie near me? I'll walk anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, what, what is this place right across the street? <laughs> and I was like, highly delighted. And so then I went, I think I had three or four meals there <laughs> in my few days. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. So, but yeah, I, I agree. You want to keep the fiber intact. So you're absolutely correct in that assumption, 100%. So, well, this has been wonderful. And thank you so much for your time. And you guys check them out, foodof.com. Uh, and if you're in the DC area, I definitely would recommend you guys stop by and, and check them out. But thanks, Greg, for joining us today and sharing your awesome story. Thank you.